of Lunch with Slide. It's your host, Lide, as always. It's, 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 it's your host or it's your girl. I don't know, man, but you know who it is. <laughs> the one, the only, per. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the drill. I feel like, do I, like, if I keep saying this garbage of the love thing, like, will it get dry? Like, should I actually, like, you know... I, I said like way too much now. I don't even know what to say anymore. But, you know, I could do like different dishes, you know, because we global arts here. We, I could do different dishes, like, you know, like grab a jollof one day, grab your suya the next. Whatever it is that really appeases you for lunch, honestly, just do you. You do you, boo. I am in full support of your um, culinary or, I don't know, <laughs> your taste buds. Whatever it is your taste buds demand, um, you should give it to them. It's already dragging it, but let's get into it. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> so, welcome back. I don't know why I'm like jumpy, but welcome back to another episode. Um, thank you guys so much for the feedback from the last one. Obviously, um, I really like enjoyed recording that one. I honestly really did because it was like okay, I was recording with the new microphone, like everything felt professional, it felt nice, and I was like. Oh. This is very good, you know, go bye 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 Lama Marie, you know, so something nice, something good as well we'll continue to see. So let's actually let's get into it. So today's episode, I think it's a it's a good episode. It's like a um it's like a proper episode that's not really like you know, regular, but it's just me. Um and I'm gonna be talking about a couple of different things here. And um I think it's nice because it's something that I've actually been thinking about for a while now. And I was like, okay, you know what, let me just record an episode and let's 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 talk about it. Um so I wanna talk about art. And I think art in general kinda acts like acts like an umbrella body. And I'm gonna be talking about a couple of different things underneath it. So I'm gonna be talking about like creativity, creativity blocks. I'm gonna be talking about like the instantaneous nature of the internet and how you we you know you like we always see like the end result and we never really see how long it takes for people to do certain things. Um, I want to talk about like Nigerian art. I think that is very beautiful, um, and I obviously love being able to be um, one a consumer and I guess slash a producer or creator of such art. I don't know. I also want to talk about NFTs because I feel like I've been on Twitter so many times and I'd be seeing people going like, oh yeah, this thing is on an auction or they've made this many ETH, you know, on their on their drawings and on their paintings. And I'm like, I bet it's cool. It's nice. I see people congratulating you. That's good. I, I, don't, I just don't, I, I can't understand what is going on here. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense. I need you to break it down for me. So I did do a quick Google search. <laughs> And I still don't understand it, but I'll try my best to see if I can break it down or just, try, you know, just we'll see what it is. I'm also going to be talking about, like, you know, I think this is kind of in connection to, like, the whole instantaneous nature of the internet. But, like, commodifying ourselves, you know, feeling like we have to be creating for people and that we have to be creating for people to consume. And how, instead of doing that, we should probably just romanticize, you know, our experience of art and just, like, the things that make being human, you know, being human. So let's get into it. And then obviously any other thing that pops up in between because <laughs> I'd be digressing. If it's one thing about me, I'm going to digress. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my earliest experience um, 
of art, I want to say, it's probably like stuff from primary school. And I feel like it's the same way for a lot of us, um, where it's usually like you have a fine art teacher or you have a project and all of a sudden you're doing it at like 9 p.m. because you forgot that it was due the next day and you had to go find somewhere to buy a cardboard. And, you know, you all of a sudden thinking, you know, I should make that margin 10 centimeters instead of five, or I should I should draw that triangle with a 2B pencil instead of an HB pencil, or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Or I should make this Christmas card or this end of the year card a a square instead of a rectangle. I should make it a circle, or I should make it a heart instead. You know, and a lot of us have like those little, ex- you know, those little like experiences essentially. And when you start to grow, you know, you start, start, some of those things you start to do just for class and it's like it doesn't really, it isn't really like fostered outside of class. For some of us, it's like it is where like you actually do a lot more creative stuff outside of class. You you start doing bead making and, you, and well, not really bead making because we never actually really made the beads ourselves unless you were doing stuff like paper mache. But um, we started making necklaces and little bracelets and some people started making little um Oh, we actually went through eras, and let's actually okay, let's actually run through that. So, like in primary school, it's really just like the basic stuff. You're not really doing too much. Um, you're doing the arts, you're doing the crafts, but they're mostly like school mandated. And sometimes you have stuff that you do like outside of school. In secondary school, we had a couple different eras, and we had people. <laughs> Um, we had people, people used to make like, I know boys used to make like the paper wristwatches. So that was pretty cool. We had the bracelets, like the bangles. They were not really bangles. They were more like elastic bracelets um, with like plastic beads and, um, or sometimes coral beads. And then we had like the wireworks. And then we had the people who used to make like bags and stuff with um, beads. And then we had people who used to crochet. So people used to crochet and I used to just look at them like, dang, you just be going, going, going. I don't even know how this works, but it looks so cool. And that's kind of nice too, because I started crocheting when I moved here. Um, Actually, not when I moved here. I started crocheting before like in Nigeria, but then I stopped and then I continued again. Um, And then you had people who were doing this thing, which I also did, was the um, rubber... I don't even know what it's called again, but it was this rubber. It was so you essentially used like tiny elastics, and you made loom bands. They were loom bands. So you, people made loom band bracelets, and so people actually got the loom. Some people just used like hands. I used like forks in the house to make to like as a pretend loom that type of stuff. It was it was fun. It was cool while it lasted, um, but it was it was that you know. So we had people who did arts and crafts just kind of like as a as a hobby and then some people decided to like commodify it some people just did arts and crafts as like okay i want to grow up and i want to become a designer i want to become an artist you know i want to have my own shows i want to have my own exhibits i want to just i want to paint and you know that kind of stuff so there's it, different kinds of artists re- um you know really um so yeah that was kind of like our introduction to art and then obviously like reading and writing and so outside of like visual arts or like literary art all that kind of stuff it's 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 a lot when it comes to art there's a lot of different types of art really um and it's like yeah this is th- this is really good this is really good stuff and then i feel like when you go outside of that um secondary school like barricade and you're in university you are university I feel like is a very very good hybrid type of situation where you are part-time in this four-year gathering of 
<laughs> this four-year gathering of people who want to specify their knowledge in a particular thing. Um, but at the same time, a lot of you are also immersed in... <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. Um, a lot of us are also like immersed in real life experiences. And a lot of that was also like fast tracked because of social media. So, you know, we're on, we're in university, we're doing this, we're doing that. We're like, oh, I used to like to do this when I was a kid. I used to like to do that when I was a kid. But now it's like, ooh, there's real life. You can make money out of this stuff. Like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Um, and so that's how you have people in university who decide to say, you know what, I'm going to make a business out of this, or I'm going to find something to learn and then make a business out of. And then you have people who also like, I just like doing this, man. Like, it's just good vibes. And I don't know what else to say. Um, and it's okay for it to just be good vibes. And I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about things not, not, not necessarily like in order, but it's okay for art to just be good vibes. I 100% promise you. Like, everything is actually kind of intertwined. Okay, so the whole thing is, like, with Twitter and with people who are artists who push out content, especially, like, digital content. I feel like it also really depends. Sometimes it, the content could be digital. Other times it's not. Um, but people who push out content, it's like, ooh, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. They're posting this picture, then that painting, then this this painting and then this email and that you know retweet and this and that and then you start to look and you start to think ah ah am, am I even doing the right thing like am I am I am I am I on the right track am I moving in the right direction and you just sit there and you're just conflicted like what exactly is it that I'm supposed to be doing and this kind of goes back to that whole university thing where, like, because there was a point in time where everybody was doing something um, extracurricular, I guess I would say, when, like, in university where people were doing businesses. And I think businesses, right, it was actually, like, that was, that was the fad. That was the, I don't know if fad is even the word, but that was the vibe. That was the move then. It was people who were starting businesses and they were becoming entrepreneurs and they were having their own shops and stores and everything. And I would just sit there and be like, so... <laughs> how's it going, you know, and, but then people would have to be worrying about, oh, yeah, I know I have to pay this salary, or I have to, you know, go to this market, and I need to get these things to use for those products, and I'm just there, like, dang, like, I really just be going to class and coming back home, so, like, I can't relate, and it's okay for you to not be able to relate, because a lot of people I also know felt like I, like, they were, like, lacking, or they were, like, you know, they were, they were they were behind in the sense of like oh the people people who were in university at that point in time felt like oh I should be running a business right now I should not I should be able to have multiple interests and I should be able to balance all of those interests and I should be able to you know make money off of those interests that I have or those skills that I have but the thing is at the same time you literally could just be in university and just be in university there's nothing wrong with that and so if there's anybody who's listening to this who's in uni and feels like they have to because it's, because it's two different things now if you feel like you have to when in reality you don't 
then don't do it. Because the thing is, what's going to happen is you're going to end up getting to a point where, one, it may work out. Actually, that's the truth. It may work out. And you realize, oh, I should have been doing this all my life. Well, not all your life, but like, you, get, you know what I'm saying. But then there's going to be times where <sighs> it doesn't work out and you end up burning out. I mean, and you're just halfway through college, you're halfway through uni, and now you're stressed because you think you, you, well, not you think, you did start a business, and it didn't really work out the way you thought it was going to, and you're going to let the stress from that pour into the stress of university, and then just, there's the stress of just existing, and probably even being on Twitter, and then you're like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this, but the thing is, you can, you just need to be able to know that you don't have to do everything, and I think that's the thing with, you know, this thing with Twitter that I've been trying to drive. Like, we only really ever see the end product. We don't see the amount of hours that these people put in before Twitter really became, like, Twitter. Where, you know, before, you know, before platform apps were really, like, accessible the way they are right now and before they had all these features where you could really have a full-on immersive experience into somebody's, like, life, you know, It's a lot easier for us now to get lost in the sauce than it was back then when all you could do was just type and that was it. You couldn't see faces, you couldn't do any of those things, like platforms were still developing, but you know, they're here now and they're fully like, fully, really fully immersive. And then you just think, oh, you know, they painted this thing and they posted it on Twitter and that must mean that they just did this in this one minute and I have to be able to do times 10 of that in one minute if I want to be able to achieve whatever it is that they have achieved. And the reality is no, it probably took them two weeks. They probably had breaks in between. Sometimes it probably may have taken them months to be able to get this, this, you know, this project done because just like you and me, they're just humans. They're regular people who just do extraordinary things. <laughs> like those <laughs> They just do extraordinary things and there's nothing wrong, you know, there's nothing wrong with with them doing extraordinary things but then now talking about regular humans i don't know i feel like art used to be used to seem like some kind of exclusive thing and i think um i say this as like a consumer of art and then like trying to like do this whole podcast thing and like working with like content creation and just really being able to take your creativity from like a private thing that you just do on your own to actually being a producer for people or for the public to consume um <sighs> Oh my goodness. And so like with people, with art becoming like less, um, I'm sorry, I don't know why I laughed. With art becoming, <laughs> actually, let me tell you, it was because I lost my train of thought <laughs> and now I got it back. So anyways, I'm talking about how art, <laughs> I'm talking about how art used to seem like a kind of exclusive thing, but like moving from like being a private consumer and like, or only producing art for like yourself or your inner circle to then now actually producing it for public consumption. And, you know, again, like I said, it used to be a very, very like, it used to seem like a, like a very exclusive thing. But like now with NFTs, it's not as exclusive as it used to be. I'm assuming that's what, um, that's the advantage that the whole NFT thing kind of poses. Um, and I think that's a very interesting phenomenon because, <laughs> I st for one, I still don't understand it. But from what I've read on the internet, I think that it is supposed to be 
um, actually, let me just pull it up. So NFTs are apparently called non-fungible tokens, which is essentially where if you exchange something with like for an NFT, you can only get one of that NFT. It's like if I gave you, if I wanted to collect something for you, if you wanted to buy something from me, you wanted to buy an NFT from me and you had a particular amount of like maybe cryptocurrency or something like that. That's what a particular amount like in like actual hard currency Whatever it is that you're buying from me is a one it's technically one of a kind, I'm assuming, and you can't get it anywhere else. It's like very much grab your copy now type vibes. That's what I'm getting from NFTs. <laughs> it's very much grab your copy now. Um and so it's like, okay, if I told you, okay, this particular piece of paper, I wrote on it uh at two thirty four PM on a Saturday, it was raining, you know, it's it's those are very, very unique elements to that piece of paper. And if I sold it to you, you know, at a particular bidding point or like, because I think now what they're doing is like auctions and so the highest bidder wins, which is normal. That happens a lot in like the art world. Um, but, you know, so then I give you, when you give me the money, <laughs> I give you ownership of the piece of paper with, you know, that was written again at 2.34 and I think I said Sunday, that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's just it. That's honestly just it. But I guess, like, people, when people talk about, like, the ethical aspects of it, there's a lot of ways that this thing can go wrong. On one hand, you can have people who are... There's plenty of catfishes in the sea, and there's people who will steal other people's art and will pretend to... either. It's, it's, even, it's even worse when they pretend to be the artist. Some of them don't even pretend. They're just like, ah, it's me that did it. Yes, that's right. And so they'll take the person's art, and they'll sell it. They'll claim it as theirs, and they'll sell it for NFTs, and then they'll, like you know, make money off of it. When this whole NFT thing started and it was kind of making waves, um, it still kind of is, but like when it was really like, when it was sad, it bleeding its way into our timelines. The first thing I actually thought of was Aki and Popo. And I don't know if anybody else has like thought of this, but Aki and Popo are obviously popular Nigerian childhood actors. Well, they were popular actors from our Nigerian childhood. Um, they're a lot older now. But I was thinking about, you know, the amount of, meme content that they have contributed simply to Twitter. And this is even beyond like uh, like na Twitter NG, like it's beyond Nigerian Twitter. And like just looking at things on like a global scale and seeing how they could obviously milk, well not really milk, cause they're technically earning their own money off of like their own content. And so they make money off of their memes by putting them up as NFTs, you know? And then they make money. Cause I know, I know I saw like, a couple like popular memes from like early 2000s early 2010 like american like social media a lot of those people well i know one girl she put up her meme for an nft but i think she like used it to raise money for a charity and i'm like that's okay that's okay you do you like good job on that but like if you want to <laughs> if you want to milk your own nft like if you want to like use whatever it is that you've done to that has contributed greatly to like societal art and culture i assume or presume that you can obviously like put yourself up for sale or like for auctions and nfts on whatever nft platform nft trading platform so your art is the nft and the eth that people are paying <laughs> the eth that people are paying that's that's the token that you that the artist gets in exchange for the nft and I don't know if, like, you can sell the NFT. You can keep exchanging the NFTs for more tokens. So, like, okay, if I buy, you know, like, that piece of paper. Like, if I bought that piece of paper for a particular amount of, like, uh, Ethereum, ETH, 
can I sell that NFT again? You know, like I feel like these are the questions that these these are the issues. These are the issues. <laughs> these are the issues. You know, so yeah, I thought about Akia and Popo. I thought about like the plagiarism thing. I thought about um, you know, the whole reselling NFTs. And then like, okay, I was talking about originally how art is like how art felt like it was exclusive. I feel like a good thing about it is people who want to be able to share their art, but not necessarily through traditional methods. Because if you want to talk about like traditional what is it? If you want to talk about traditional methods of, of like art, it's like okay, you have this gallery that's representing you, and you paint, and you, you know, you have all these like things ready, and and you have what do they have? It's usually like, I think it's just called exhibits or exhibitions, and then you make you sell them that kind of stuff, and you know, it just continues like that. But with NFTs, it's like you can kind of dictate the way you want your art, um, to be sold. I I, I think, and. In some cases, like I think you're not even, yes, yeah, skipping that middleman, um, which in this case would be the, um, the gallery. If you were doing like, is it hard copy art kind of stuff? Like you can make prints of your digital art, but I think if you wanted to just sell it, keep it like on a digital platform, then you could definitely do a lot. So I think people, the people who are really raking in a lot. Um, in terms of like this whole NFT thing, at least from my perspective, are the people who are digital artists, which is really good because they also kind of get a lot of like slander in the art community. I think it's something that I've seen where like people are like, oh, it's not real art. Well, sit down. My girl, I got procreate. Okay, so this one time I saw this tweet that was about like, you know, oh, you know, all these question tweets that are like, okay, would you not necessarily would you rather, but like it was kind of posed like that. Like, okay, would you do like moonlight or sunlight, strawberries, blueberries, and that kind of stuff. So I sort of picked everything and I was like, oh, this looks, this whole combination looks pretty good. It would be really nice as a, um, as a painting. So then I got inspired by, <laughs> I got inspired by like the list that I put down and I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a, um, I'm gonna make a, um, a painting out of this how else would I make a painting I don't have actual paint and I don't have a canvas might as well get you know get procreate because I'd be seeing things that people be painting on there and I'm like dang that is so good anyways I should download the procreate app and I was like okay let's just see how they let's see how they do it it's not it cannot be hard now uh-uh. procreate uh-uh. I was even there when they were making procreate can you imagine but anyways it's hard don't let them lie to you. The coolest thing I found out on the app was the font for like comics, like that. You know when like they make like comics and the the text that's in the bubbles, the font of those comics. That was the coolest thing I found out. That's the only thing I know. I know how to use there. Any of that thing, I come out my hand from it because I don't understand it. And so these people, people put in a lot of work, and I think that it is good for them to be able to have manners or ways or mediums for them to be able to, you know, take advantage of the work that they're doing. And so people, especially people who quote unquote are regular people and who don't necessarily have, you know, access to all these traditional resources are able to kind of dictate the way they want their art to be um, kind of sold, you know, because I guess people were also kind of making noise about, I don't know if, I don't know if it was noise about value or noise about just it being like, everyone wanting to collect art now, that kind of thing. Like, human beings love faux exclusivity. Like, everybody, oh, you know, everybody's wearing Louis Vuitton now, I cannot wait again. Everybody's wearing Gucci now, I cannot wait again. To buy, yeah, when you're ready, you go and buy your clothes and you wear it. Everybody's wearing Louis Vuitton, I don't want to wear it. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so that's that's kind of that about the whole NFT thing, Sha. I hope it makes sense to you if you like obviously didn't understand it because it doesn't still make sense to me, Sha, but 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 we do get it, we do get it. So now another thing is this whole commodifying ourselves things. I guess it's also connected to this whole NFT thing and this whole regular people thing where it's like, okay, you see people on the on Twitter, on the internet, they are making money from their art and everything, and you think ah, I mean, only I can I can try it now. I'm only, I'm only, but adventure I can I can I don't even know what the word is. I can I can insert myself. Only people <laughs> sometimes, and I guess I don't know if it's like beauties in the eye of the beholder, but sometimes I'll be seeing some art and I'm just like, you people are laundering. <laughs> money. <laughs> you people are laundering money with this thing. Let's not. <laughs> Cause I'm like, ah, hey, the What is? <laughs> what are you doing? But anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So God be the glory. <laughs> Cause I cannot, I cannot talk on it. Um, because me, I cannot. As Kuku said, you be procreate. I cannot draw. I cannot do. I cannot even draw a circle. Let's let me just you know. But the people who are actually like being creative and you know being bold and really putting their art out there, you know, really proud of you. I hope that your work blows up in a good way and um that you essentially like you know through the amount of time that you spend practicing and you know putting out more stuff your, your work gets better and you're able to for people who are like digital artists and everything like that you're able to find your style and are able to become like more confident in that style and you know just yeah you do you period um but yes some people Sometimes, in fact, sometimes just enjoy it. You know, if they tell you, you know, draw a circle, draw a circle, draw a big circle, just take it like that. Not everything, NFT, not everything. Put up, no. Sometimes just enjoy it. Like, oh, wow, I drew a circle. I'm using the left side of my brain. Oh, wow, I'm being creative. Oh, wow. You know, just sometimes just enjoy. Just enjoy the vibe that it gives you. Not every time. Oh, I want, no. So, my dear, sometimes it's just... Just relax and enjoy the breeze as you are drawing. That's where it is. And I'm talking to myself first because honestly, did I ever try? I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I do consider myself a creative person, however. But um, sometimes I know that my creativity did not reach some certain places. And I'm okay. It's okay to accept that. Um, and that's why I enjoy doing a lot of different things. So... Another thing with creativity or that with or with art, I guess, is that there's so many different forms of it, and I think that enjoying art in its um, in its different forms, or like in the select you know group of forms that you like, is honestly it will take you a long way. Like spend time enjoying the things that you like, as opposed to like groveling about oh this shouldn't be here, this shouldn't be this, we shouldn't have this. I'm like yo, just look for the things that you like and like them. Like why are you shouting and making noise? Like, if what does this place look like to you? Anyways, <laughs> when it comes to my creativity, I like to consider myself like a multi half in it. I love doing different things. Like in this past year, I've painted, I've um, well created content. I have. Um, done punch needling and embroidery i have written stories i've tried to draw but i ended up making comics on procreate like <laughs> it was a fun time that comic was actually pretty good but then i showed my brother who like reads a lot of manga and everything and he was like yeah no you're done anyways that was the last time that was the first and last time i ever made a comic on procreate 
um but seriously though um i like enjoying different things and i like enjoying the different forms of arts that exist and i guess um for me like the one of the main things that kind of inspired like record this recording was my experience as like somebody who's finding like my own niche of art and i don't say this like oh no i'm actually like exploring i say this because i know i like i write i don't all those visual ads that they're doing tie and die exhibit here museum here that's not me i know myself and it's one thing you everybody needs to know how to do you need to be able to identify your strengths you need to know your capabilities if you don't know your capability don't go and stress you. Don't, 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 don't do it. So like, know your capability, know your ability, know your strengths, know your power, know your forte, know your niche <laughs> before you drag, drag, jumping up and down in different places. But yeah, so I love writing and um, I tend to write a lot and I don't even consider like writing like, oh, I do it in my free time. I do it, writing is something that I enjoy doing as well as reading, obviously. Hashtag Lydays Library. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Lydays Library. Oh, wow, that was such a... Sh- it wasn't a shameless plug. It was, you actually have to go follow me on Instagram. It's a, it's a really nice and popping place. You know, a lot of um, Bookstagram people are, are... They're really cool. And there's also a lot of Nigerian people on, on Bookstagram, too, that read books. So if you like, like, um, content from, like, Nigerian content creators, especially, like, stuff that's not, like, YouTube day in my life stuff, if you like reading books, um, there's a lot of Nigerian book, uh, Bookstagrammers you should go follow. Um including me (laughs) okay (laughs) so so yeah so um I like reading and writing and I think for me I've been I'm not necessarily at the I don't think crux is the word I think zenith is the word I'm not at the peak of oh I'm definitely not at the peak of my writing like that's one thing I need to know but if but in you know this year also was I saw this on twitter with what talking about okay what was what are their um wins from 2021 like okay what have they you know what big things have happened for them in the last year and for one thing people in tech you people <laughs> more grease to your ebusha but yeah people in tech were definitely dominating the tweets it makes sense their work is on a technological platform but anyways um for me i think it was writing consistently and taking moves and actually making investments towards my towards bettering my skill as a writer um and I think that this kind of goes across board like regardless of whatever type of creative you are regardless of whatever type of artist you are um you need to be able and be willing to learn your craft if you if it is something that you are choosing to be you take as a craft you get what i'm saying like because before i was talking about you know just enjoying art and if you're just want, if you just want to be a consumer of art and everything like that that's okay that's, there's nothing wrong with that but if you are again choosing to produce art you know and sometimes even if it's just for personal consumption i think that if you want to be good at something and you want to enjoy all the layers of something you need to be able to you need to be willing to put in the work you know to get you know to be able to enjoy those different layers and so this year I signed up for a couple classes on like master class well I didn't really sign up for a couple classes but like I signed up for master class um and they have a couple different master classes from certain different authors and as a writer um I think well first of all reading more has definitely helped me in terms of my writing journey and I think that first of all 
literature is very beautiful and i think that being able to use words to create worlds is very 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 powerful and being able to now pay attention to that because i feel like there comes a time when everybody who's like a consumer's like lies um whether you're a consumer of art or any, well usually art um i guess the point where you like realize like this thing isn't just it's just it's not just regular colors just mixing together or it's not just words just like you know telling a story like this is art there's structure to this there's a process to this and you can see that process and you appreciate that process and you want to be able to if not just replicate it but even do it better you know so you need to be willing to put in time um, and you need to be able to step out of your box a lot of times when we read or when we listen to certain things or like um, watch certain things or consume certain types of art we are or even eat certain things we're very restricted to oh okay it's been like this it's always been done like this it's always tasted like this it's always sounded like this you know it's always been written like this it's always you know just looked like this but certain times you're gonna you're gonna have to get up and be like ooh, there's more to this than we actually think or you know there's more to this than meets the eye and you know just like i said before there's structure there's format there's 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 technology there's there's process and procedure that goes into bringing this final product to life. So if you are an artist, I think one thing you should definitely take away from this is that you need to be willing to put in time and investment into bettering yourself um, when it comes to your art. But that being said, <laughs> my big problem, well, there's not really a big problem, but it is sort of a problem sometimes, um, is this thing about blocks, which again kind of connects to the internet talk again, where like you... <laughs> November in like the writing community, for example, is NaNoWriMo. I don't even know what that NaNoWriMo. Oh, sorry, yes, I do. It's a national, Nano National November Rewriting Month. I'd be November National Writing Month. One of those things, but in November, people across the world who are writers, I guess, or maybe mostly America, but people across the world for the most part, um, try to write a novel in one month. And they do all this work. Well, usually there's a lot of work done behind the scenes because they're preparing for, you know, not novel writing November. But um, I, I wanted to do it, but <laughs> let's just say that it didn't really work out like that. But that's not a problem. I, I was very okay with it. Like, once I... <laughs> <laughs> like I got home one day and I was like, yeah, no, this ain't finna work out. Let's not, let's not try to, let's not try to stress ourselves. But, um, the thing is sometimes you, you want to be creating art or you want to be creating something and, you know, you get to a point where <laughs> you cannot do anything. Not that you cannot do anything, but you don't have the ability or the energy thing was actually so much like high energy before when i started there. but it's the truth a lot of people struggle with blocks and sometimes some people some people find it hard to like accept that that's a thing some people make it seem like oh no you're just being lazy and you don't want to write or you don't want to paint or you don't want to draw or you don't want to create but sometimes it's okay to get like to feel like oh this is too much and i need to take a break from it but then i think it's not that you don't want to create or that you want to take a break from like creating that kind of stuff. It's just that you have ideas that are not coherent because in that time that you are having that, you know, writer's block or creator's block, you have 10,000 ideas come to you 
one just one after the other okay one time could be when you're eating another time when you're walking another time could even be when you're about to sleep but they're not cohesive they're not coming they're not coming together you know and and there's something i actually learned a couple of days ago um in this class where it's like sometimes you need to be okay with the fact that like an idea can be broken down into multiple different ideas and can be executed that way and sometimes multiple different ideas could come together to make one big idea you know and <laughs> with creating like you know with this block thing like okay so you have all these different ideas that are just coming to you one after the other one after the other one after the other and you can't really figure out <laughs> you know what am i supposed to do with all these ideas okay like they're good but like they they're just they're good for a fragment they don't make the whole you know and I guess that's where, like, that investment and that thinking comes in because sometimes when you learn, well, which is usually what happens when you learn, you end up, like, you're able to think from another perspective, you know? And so even if you don't write, maybe you should be reading, you know? Uh, maybe you should be watching videos of people who have either gone through that or who are writing in the style that, you know, you want to write in or who are painting in the style that you want to paint in, who are drawing or who are creating content in the style that you want to create in um, because then it'll probably help you, you know, bring those random ideas together and make them be cohesive. And I feel like that can apply to a lot of different things too. So it's not just necessarily writing, but, you know, things in general, um, maybe even beyond art, as long as it's able to apply and help you like get out of whatever rut it is that you've gotten yourself into. Um, but, all in all, I think that one thing that's very important is that you need to be able to enjoy that moment. Well, unless you have a deadline. If you have a deadline, <laughs> there's money to be made, honey. So you you better get up and go and do it, please, for the sake of God. Go and make that money. But <laughs> um, if you don't have a deadline, don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. And I feel like I've said this before, but I don't know where. But if you don't have a deadline, don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. However, for some people, giving yourself deadlines can also help. You see what I mean here? <laughs> you, need to, you need to be able to just know yourself. And I feel like you'll be able to know more about yourself, know more about your style, know more about the way that you approach creativity, more about the way that you approach your work and your art and your craft when you invest in yourself, when, you, when you're able to look at your skill from a different lens, from a different, per, from a different set of like, you know, perspectives or points of views and you can do that when you learn when you read more when you watch more when you listen more um you know when you create more eventually that's the whole point you just keep going from step to step to step and enjoying you know at the end of the day all the layers of that art form that there is to um to enjoy you know period um <laughs> okay so yeah that's kind of what that is about that and when you enjoy the things that make up that art that you enjoy, I think once consume it, because like if you create like digital art, you also consume digital art. But like when you when you write, you don't consume writing, you consume reading. I don't know. I don't know. But you get you understand like my point of the idea. You, you know where I'm coming from. <laughs> Um, but like for me, when I, when I read, uh, one thing I've noticed is again, like with that investment or, you know, taking all these classes and listening to people who have written really good stories, listen to them, listen to them talk about their process. When I start to read, like after that, I'm able to not just see 
like stories as like stories. I mean, I do see them as the big picture, but then you're able to see the detail, the amount of detail, the amount of structure, the amount of like form and and art, art, the amount of art form that went into this like you know this final piece um i feel like i'm trying to talk about it like in general terms so like you can relate it if you're a painter if you're whatever type of creator you are like when you consume that art form you know it's like oh wow this i know why they did this comma here or i know why they did you know started this with a conjunction i know why they did this like this and it helps you with your own work too you know and i think that's what's beautiful about art it's very, very, it's very, very, art is very beautiful and I'm very thankful for art and culture. Well, okay, so this is actually another disclaimer. I don't even know if it's like a disclaimer, but like a, it's a digression. Like I said this before at the beginning. <laughs> um, I saw a tweet a couple months ago. Um, it was this girl talking about, um, people were talking about majors in, in, in like uni which this is definitely a topic for another day um, but she's talking about oh people something something about like art majors not even being relevant something about like STEM majors I don't like okay first of all <laughs> calm down a lot of the reason or a lot of the parts of which or like in which people could survive like that first you know, heavy, like, global lockdown, full-on, everybody's sitting in your house, nobody's going anywhere, you know, that whole Tiger King era of the lockdown was simply because, could really fully be attributed to art and the presence of, like, uh, arts and culture and entertainment as an element or as a part, as a fundamental part of societal, um, is it harmony? I don't know if that's the word, but the presence of art in different forms, whether in sound, in, in like visual form, literary, um, was very, very, very much essential for us being able to maintain our sanity. So when people talk about like romanticizing, like your experience of art, it's not, well, some people, some people say it like to make jest of people, but <laughs> that's their own business. But for you, I feel like, you know, um, if you want to choose to romanticize your experience of art, definitely don't, like, not do it. You should definitely do it. <laughs> you should definitely, definitely, definitely romanticize your experience of art. Whether that is, you know, falling in love with your brain's interpretation of, you know, a novel or, you know, being able to appreciate the blend of colors and try to think about what the colors in a painting remind you of in nature or try to think about what a certain painting reminds you of not necessarily even from nature but maybe even in pop culture that kind of stuff like I remember seeing a painting on um Twitter it was a, it was a digital painting and I was like oh this reminds me of something from this show and the creator was like oh yeah that's actually where I got that inspiration from so you're able to even connect with people and just enjoy those brief pockets of happiness or those brief pockets of genuine um you know human interaction that are you know soft very soft very nice and it's like yeah this is good this is nice this makes me happy you know yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> I don't know if I've been able to like really kind of make sense. I feel like I was just thinking a lot about like art and creativity. And I'm also currently like in a in a rut where like I've been trying to like write something, but then I don't know what to write. And I've been having all these little ideas and they're feeling like fragments of like something that is big instead of it feeling like just something that's just enough. And that's something that happens too when you invest in yourself and you start to grow and you start to like really progress in your art form. And you think, oh, I think of this thing, but I know that it can go bigger than I actually, than previous me or that, you know, earlier or is it, what's, what's that beginning a mature me would have thought, oh yeah, this is just enough for like a small story. But 
as you start to grow, it's like, oh yeah, this could definitely be bigger. And sometimes it's okay for it to not be big. Like I said before, like sometimes it's okay to take one big idea and break it down into little pieces. You need to understand why you're doing certain things that it is that you're doing, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So in summary, I really hope I've been able to make sense and convince you and not confuse you um, about the beauty of art and just like the complexities that go towards creating art and experiencing art and selling art and um, transitioning to making art. And um, But honestly, like, first of all, biggest people who are making money off of their art, it's a lot of work um, and it's not simple work. Um, oh, and I was also thinking about like, okay, so art also... I think that technology is an art. And <laughs> I say this because of like this whole concept of like UI UX and how um well first of all it's not it doesn't look like an easy thing. I feel like there's a lot of it for it, it as an art form is very, very, very it feels very complex in the in the sense that like, well there's technology and like its limitations and then there's design theory and then there's like this like understanding like the psychology of like human appreciation of certain things like you know when when people see color red they think of Ndaboski or they think of like you know energy and vibe and everything and it's a vibe wall I like that word <laughs> or <laughs> or when they think of green they think life longevity they think of something soft they think of well good vibes obviously everything is just vibes vibes that's how based on vibes yeah but um I think it's really nice that um UI UX is like another art form on its own and being able to be like a designer is like yeah that's what I do and so big ups to everybody else who's a designer I mean I like reading and writing but anybody else that's good luck to you guys um congratulations on all your NFT sales um (laughs) I hope you get out of your whatever funk it is that you're in if you are in a writer's block creator's block anything it is I hope that you are able to compartmentalize whatever it is that's looking tangled right now for you and when you take others you know you take out the tangles and you put things into little compartments i hope that you're able to make sense of it and you know make beautiful art out of you know that um i hope that you enjoy your experience of art and you choose to be well intentional of the, of the art that you consume because i was talking about people who are talking about hey, if it's not living return i cannot wear it or people are wearing the return so i cannot wear it anymore um enjoy what you enjoy please i promise you people are always going to be people are always going to be wearing Louis Vuitton. <laughs> uh, people are, <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about lv so much you people are always going to be wearing Louis people are going to be wearing gucci people are always going to be wearing balenciaga people are always going to be wearing <laughs> People are always going to be wearing and consuming art and fashion. And so this idea of exclusivity that it's only me that can know it. General over Noah. What does, what does, what does? Yeah, just, I guess that's what it is. Honestly, art is beautiful. And I think that, oh, can you imagine? And I'm already doing roundup. Anyways, let's actually talk about it. I'm actually glad that it got its own section. Nigerian art. It's powerful. And I feel like, okay, honestly, like, in this whole, like, conversation, everything that I've been saying is just about, it's really about Nigerian art. Like, all the people that, all the people that are coming to my head when I talk about, like, type of art that I consume or, like, just different types of art, I only think about Nigerian creators of, you know, said art. Because it is having a year. Oh, Nigerian art is having its year. And I think that it can only go up from here. Bars. <laughs> um, Nigerian art is, is, 
it's beautiful and i think that and and i don't say this like plainly or i don't say this like as or because yeah nigerian that's why i know nigerian art from literature to visual art has always been what it is from way back when even before common era like in terms of like visual art and like sculptures and everything down to literature to sound oh let's not let's not let's know who you're dealing with when it comes to nigerian art because 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 it's big and it's only gonna get bigger end of story mic drop <laughs> the end and that's honestly all i have to say really like it's it's fantastic art and um if you want to consume nigerian art there's a lot of ways you can you know get in contact and grab your copy now <laughs> Um, so from literature to sound to um, um, digital art, um, uh, what else, what else, to, to textile art, to, you know, fashion, couture, you know, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> uh, actually, do I, are there any, I don't really know anybody like, I mean, I guess there are people, we just don't, we just don't like know them. They're very low-key. They're very exclusive, very much exclusive, very much expensive, very much icy. Um, but yeah, I'm really, 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 really excited about Nigerian art and I love consuming it. And I'm thankful for people who create art in general. I think that your creative brains are very beautiful and I can't wait to see what more of that which you create. I don't know if that sentence was like grammatically correct. <laughs> Okay, y'all. Um, I just wanted to come up here talk to y'all about art because I love it so much. Um, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope that if you are cooking, your food didn't get burnt. Um, if you're getting ready to go out, I hope you have a safe journey to wherever it is that you're going. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, I feel like I'm just thinking about all the scenarios people could be doing. Um, if you're about to go to bed, thank you so much. And I hope you have sweet dreams. Um, and, oh, what happened to my <laughs> Okay, my computer said you're doing too much. Okay. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you continue again to consume art. Ethically, don't go and buy NFT from a catfish. <laughs> because if you buy NFT from a catfish by mistake... You know, let's not, let's avoid Agbaku. Amen. Um, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, week, year, end of the year. Um, I will catch you guys some other time. Ciao.